0: right. Take this off. Good morning. Good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you for being here uh, for our drive-in service. We'll be doing this every Sunday at 1030 until the restrictions are lifted. But I do appreciate you coming out and uh, I hope that you enjoy the service this morning. Hope the Lord will speak to your hearts this morning. Let's begin with the word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that we have to worship you. Lord, that uh, even though we have restrictions, Lord, that we can still come together and uh, just praise your holy name and worship you for all that you do. Lord, we love you and thank you for everything. And Lord, we ask this morning the most important thing. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray that today will be the day of salvation. Speak to our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I, I want to give you just a, a couple things here before we get started. I wanted to say thank you to everyone that came out for our pizza drive. Uh, we had a, a great turnout for that. Uh, that We ordered 150 pizzas. We were able to give all those pizzas away, whether they were through drive through or to uh, the local uh, sheriff's department, the police department, the hospital, and the fire station. So thank you, church, uh, for uh, helping out without and supplying the needs. We had a lot of people that just said that was just exactly what they needed. And uh, I thank the Lord for that. We saw that uh, one one guy told me, he said, I didn't know how it was going to, where my meal was going to come through tonight. He said, I spent my last money that I had. I had no food, and God provided. So uh, that was just a great blessing to hear that testimony. So thank you, church, for that. And, but I do say, honestly, I believe that we're, I see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I, um, I'm looking forward to the time that we can worship normally. Uh, I'm preaching to a bunch of cars. That's, that's weird. Uh, but uh, it, it, it'll work for now. And, but I'm looking forward to that time that we can worship together in normal services. I do ask that you would please continue to pray for your church, pray for your country, pray for the leaders of our country that they would make good decisions and have wisdom. And uh before we get into the message and the songs this morning, I do have a few announcements. Uh I wanted uh to say this. First, on Sunday school, we're going to be releasing a Sunday school lesson every Sunday morning uh and you can uh watch that anytime. It'll be on YouTube and Facebook. You can watch that anytime on Sunday. Uh we'll release it Sunday morning early in the morning, so Uh, you early risers you can hear that Sunday school service early Uh, it's already released I believe now so you can watch it later on today Uh, Brother Travis does a wonderful job appreciate that Uh, until we get back to normal that's the way we're going to be doing it and uh, secondly while we still have these restrictions our drive-in service uh, we will be complying with the CDC requirements uh, by staying in our vehicles as much as possible if there is an emergency restroom, uh, please go to the end of the building over here and you can use the uh, restroom facilities there. Uh, and again, that's for emergency cases only. And uh, uh, after each, each service, after each person that uh, uses the restroom, uh, it will be sanitized after each use. And we ask what you do is use hand sanitizer as you go in. And then uh, when you leave, make sure you wash your hands, of course. Thirdly, next week starts our, our revival services with uh, Brother Bobby Sanders. And I've been praying for this. I hope you've been praying for it as well. I know it's unique. It's a different situation that we're in. Uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, God has to save through B- Brother Bobby. And uh, we will still have our drive-in service at 1030 next week. So be here at 1030. Uh, and then we'll release from Sunday night through Thursday. There'll be a new message each night uh, so you can hear the revival services, and I'm looking forward to that, and I hope that you are too. Please pray for God to work in our hearts, and I believe that he can do some great and mighty things which we know not. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of that later. But as we uh, get our hearts prepared for the service, I'm gonna ask Brother Dave to come and lead us in a couple songs.
1: Alrighty. Good morning. We're gonna be singing "Grace Greater Than All Our Sin" to begin with. all right <laughs> grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary greater than all our sin dark is the stain that we cannot hide what can avail to wash it away look there is flowing a crimson tide whiter than Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin Alrighty, and on your sheet the next one A Shelter in the Time of Storm Which ones do you First, second, last? A rock in Him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill be tied, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a land. A shelter in the time of storm a shade by day defense by night a shelter in the time of storm no fears alarm no foes of fright a shelter in the time of storm oh jesus is a rock in a weary land A shelter in the time of storm. O rock divine, O refuge clear, A shelter in the time of storm. Be Thou our helper ever near, A shelter in the time of storm. O Jesus, is a rock in a weary land, A weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land A shelter in the time of storm
0: Alright, for a special this morning we have the Lovejoy boys Or men, young men I guess And they're going to be playing a song And looking forward to hearing from them this morning here. some good amens there. Uh, do appreciate you. Uh, love joy men. appreciate the song. And uh, what we're gonna do now I had a special request uh, from Jane this morning so we're going to sing in right, upright, downright, whatever. Uh, and I've asked my daughter to help me this morning. Uh, next week we're going to ask uh, miss uh, Maddie, what her favorite song is to sing, and we'll sing that next week. The good thing about this is that you can sing as loud and be as silly as you want, because no one else is looking. Uh we do have this on video, but no one else is looking, alright? Uh, but anyways, let's let's go ahead and sing that. Help us out with that, alright? I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right, happy all the time. I'm in right out right up right down right happy all the time Since Jesus Christ came in And cleansed my heart from sin I'm in right up, right up, right down Right happy all the time Alright, good singing. Thank you, Liz. Appreciate that. Appreciate the help uh, on that. I should have helped her down the steps there or the the thing there, but anyways. um, Everybody hear us okay? Alright, good. Alright, I'm going to turn on this mic now at this time. We'll see how that goes. Maybe that, that uh, may work out okay. All right. I do ask that you would continue to pray for each other, continue to encourage each other in the Lord. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that have been getting cards and been getting phone calls. Thank you for doing that. Keep that work up. Uh, it's encouraging your uh, church family, and I believe it's a blessing uh, to, uh, to each one of you. Uh, I believe with all my heart... With all that's going on in this world that now is the right time for revival. I believe God is ready to do a great work. The Bible says in John 4:35, "Say not ye there are yet 4 months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields; for they are white already to harvest." I believe that the harvest is white and I believe it's ready. To be harvested right now. I believe the Bible says in Habakkuk chapter number three and verse two, it says, "O Lord, I have heard Thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive Thy work in the midst of Thy years. In the midst of Thy years, make it known. In the wrath, remember mercy." I'm asking God to revive His work. Next week, we're starting. Uh, we're asking God to bring a revival to our church, to our country. Uh, to this world. We need a touch from heaven. The Bible says in Psalms 85, verse 6, it says, "'Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and unto his saints.'" But let them not turn again to folly. Folks, God is telling us not to turn again to folly. Surely His salvation is nigh them that fear Him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteous shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and, and our land shall yield her increase." righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in his ways of his steps now is the right time i believe now is the right time for revival god is going to do something great in our country i mean you look around what's going on and i believe that revival is right on our cuffs here today now is the time of revival i want to invite you if you brought your bibles to lamentations chapter number five Lamentations chapter number 5, the Bible says in verse 19, Lamentations chapter number 5, verse 19. It says, Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thy throne from generation to generation. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever, and forget us so long? Turn us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wrought against us. The Lord has every right. Listen to me very carefully. The Lord has every right to be wroth with us. We have, we have His creation. We have, we have done everything that we can to trample on the things of God. Just look around. Wickedness in high places. Wickedness just about everywhere you look, there's wickedness. And America is no exception to this rule. The nation that was built under God with religious freedoms, that nation that we we claim as a a religious nation, we have uh, have turned our backs towards God. Our nation has turned our backs towards God. I believe the greatest thing right now, and you may think I'm weird, but this virus is a good thing. I believe that we are turning our eyes back to the Lord where they need to be we need a spiritual awakening and God will do whatever it takes to bring that about we need a revival oh we need a revival in our land today And I'm going to ask you to join me as we pray and ask God to speak to our hearts in this message this morning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you, Lord, asking you, begging you, Lord. We need you in our services this morning. God, I ask that you would speak to our hearts and give us exactly what we need. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray that today will be the day of salvation for that one that's discouraged or disheartened this morning, that one that is disgruntled against you this morning. God, I pray that you... Get their hearts right with you this morning. Do a great work, I pray, that we would give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You've heard me say this many times, church, that just because we have a revival service scheduled, that does not mean that we're going to have revival we must get in our hearts we must get our hearts and our minds prepared for revival and that's what i want us to do is get our hearts and our minds prepared for what god has for us This week we're going to look at the preparations of revival. What's it going to take to get us prepared for revival? The first thing I want you to notice from our text from Lamentation chapter number 5 and verse 19. Notice it says, Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thy throne from generation to generation. Notice the responsibility of revival is of the Lord. It is Him that is responsible for revival. The Bible says there, O Lord, Thou O Lord, it is His work, folks. We've got to realize this, therefore, if it's His work, it is His responsibility. This is His church, and if we're going to experience revival, we must realize that it is time, uh, this, that this is the Lord's church, and this is His work. The Bible says in Psalm 85, verse 6, Wilt thou revive thy work? Wilt thou revive thy work? We need to realize that He is a person. He is the one responsible for revival. It is not the man that we have coming in. Although I believe Brother Bobby is a man for the hour, I believe he's got the message that God has for us. I believe that he's that that man that God has prepared for our hearts. But and it's not the man, and it's not the messages that he brings that's going to bring about revival. But it's going to be the Master. Of the revival It's going to be the Lord that brings the revival We need him in our hearts For he is worthy of our praise He is worthy of our adoration In revival we need to lift up uh, Our hearts to the Savior We need to lift the Savior require, uh, The requirement for revival Is humility Humility Again it's not about who you are Or who I am Or what I've done Or what you've done It's all about who he is 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Folks, we need to come to the realization that we need to humble ourselves before an almighty God. For he is worthy of our praise and our adoration the bible says and humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways folks it's going to take us a humbling it's going to take us turning from our wicked ways the bible says in john three thirty, it says he must decrease he must increase but i must decrease folks we need to realize we need a decrease Bible says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must I be lifted up, the Son of Man be lifted up. We must lift up the Savior. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, it's become one of my favorite verses. It says this, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor and power, for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Revival starts with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord should be in the heart of our focus of our every service that we have. He should be lifted up in every service. The Bible says, except the Lord build his house. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. In revival, I believe also, not only do we need to lift up the Savior, but I believe we need to love the Savior. Revival is not only about humility. It requires a heart. A heart, a passion, a love for the Lord. The Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Folks, what we are doing in our nation today is seeking what we want first. But it's seeking what He wants first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these these things shall be added unto you. It is seen by living obediently. Folks, if we're living obediently, it'll be seen in our lives. If you love me, keep my commandments. God says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Also, it'll be seen by not only loving obediently, by living obediently, but loving others. Folks, how do we know that we're His disciples? The Bible says this in John thirteen thirty-five: By this shall all men that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. Folks, we need to be loving folks. That's why we had this pizza drive. It wasn't to bring glory to Putnamville Baptist Churches, but it's to show our love to the community and those that are hurting right now. Folks are hurting. We need to be praying. We need to be encouraging. We don't need to be looking out for ourselves, but being out looking for others and try to bless others and help others. I believe revival will learn. We need to learn of the Savior. Revival's not only... Requires humility and a heart, but it also requires a hunger. A hunger. I don't know about you folks, but I hunger for the things of God anymore. I mean, if this has done anything, uh, if this virus has done anything, but it's got me closer to the things of God, wanting me to uh, meet with God's people even more, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I say amen to that because I look forward to going to God's house. I'm looking forward to meeting uh, with each one of you again and, and worshiping together in a normal fashion. The Bible says, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. We need a hunger for the things of God. Hunger for his word. The Bible says study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible says, Till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine. Folks, do you have a hunger for God's word? We need that hunger once again. Folks, you have plenty of time on your hands now. Get in God's word. Get in his word. Study it. Read it. Meditate on it. The Bible says this, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he shall meditate therein day and night. Remember this, revival depends on the Lord Jesus Christ. Unless he comes, it's all going to be in vain. I'm inviting, I'm asking you to ask the Lord uh, to be in our services, to speak to our hearts. He should be lifted up in every service. Revival will, we are to look to the Savior. Revival not only requires humility, a heart, and a hunger, but it requires help. We've talked about that much this morning, but again, we need His help for salvation. You know, we can't, have, we can't just get salvation by what we want. We need Him. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the only one that can bring about salvation. The Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby you must be saved. But also, we need his help when we're struggling. I look out in our community, I look out in our country, I look out in this world, and I see a folk that is struggling. There's a lot of people struggling. The Bible says, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Vain is the help of man. He's the only one that can help. The world needs needs help with everything going on. We need His help. Our help is not going to be found in my house, your house, or the White House. It's going to be found in his house with God's people praying to him and asking him to bring about revival and bring about a healing to this nation. Then I want you to notice this, that revival, notice the regeneration of revival. The Bible says, Wherefore, dost thou forget us forever, and forsake us so long time? Turn thou... Us unto Thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. I've said this for years, and after much study of revival, revival is primarily for the church. The blood-bought, born-again believers. Please don't misunderstand me. I know that many, many have been saved during revival services. Many in here, probably here, have been saved through revival services. And I'm not... I'm not against that. I'm I'm 100% for that. But revival, I looked up the word, it means an improvement in the condition or strength of something. An improvement in the condition or strength of something. We need an improvement in the condition of our world, of our country, of our church. Folks, we're getting more like the world and less like Christ. What happens uh, to people of revival? Revival will excite the saints. Folks, will get excited once again. I've seen people as I walked. I've, I've done it purposely. I try to get by every car to see. And people are excited once again about getting to worship God, getting in God's Word. People are excited about meeting together. People are getting excited what God is doing. I looked up that word. Revive. All eight times the word revive is mentioned in the Bible. It means to bring back to life with vigor, and to excite, to bring back to life in, the, life in the body. When we experience revival, it will cause an excitement, a, a, a vigor uh, to come back to the things of God. Folks, I don't know about you, but uh, if there's anything that's that's happened from this virus, it, anything, it's causing an excitement in my heart. One that the that God's plan is unfolding, that we're seeing God's things come. Hey, God, this is not as this has not been uh, something that has surprised God. God knew exactly what was going to happen. A group of people got on fire in the Word of God. And the Bible says there in Acts 17, 6, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Folks, we need a people that's going to turn this world upside down. And that's going to be because of the excitement of revival in the saints' hearts. But also revival uh, evangelizes the sinner. I said that revival is primarily for the saints of god but it, it should cause us to want to reach out to that lost loved one that you have that lost co-worker hey i know that there's a lot of restrictions in place and Uh, if you want to meet with me about my thoughts on that we can do that but I can tell you this that I believe that now is the time the harvest is ready I believe that people are ready to listen to what God has for them we just need to be bold in our witness and tell people about it hey listen to me when I see the condition of our society the way it is it should cause us to want to evangelize the sinner folks I'm seeing the plain parenthood and I'm seeing homosexuality and I'm seeing the sins of this world adultery and, and drugs and alcohol it is running rampant in our nation and there are people that are needing the Lord today I'm seeing that the Bible says this in Acts 17 16 now while Paul waited for them at Athens his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry Holy given to idolatry. I see our country. I see our nation, our world. I see all of it. I see it all that is given to holy to idolatry. When we see how wicked and the conditions of this world, it should excite us to see hey, God's plan is unfolding. He's going to be returning very soon. That should serve as a charge to keep on keeping on, uh, but also should convict us to share the gospel with people. Folks, the the Lord is long-suffering and not willing that any should perish. He's long-suffering. But folks, there is coming a day, and I believe that day is coming very soon. I believe that we need to get our hearts ready. We need to share the gospel with our lost loved ones, with our lost co-workers, with the people that we come in contact with. When we see the condition of this world, uh, they're going to hell in a handbasket, as one preacher said. And we need to do something about it. We need to tell people about the Lord. You see, there's coming a day when they will feast. They will face the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if they're not saved, the Lord will say, "Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, for I never knew you." And folks, they will be cast into uh, a hell and damnation. And I don't want that for anybody. Folks, we need to get excitement uh, in back in our souls. When we think about the conclusion of a sinner, they're going to die and go to hell. It should cause us to want to evangelize the world. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn uh, uh, the world, but that it, through Him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This verse tells me two things verse that the saved will never perish and will have everlasting life folks if you're saved this morning hallelujah you have eternal life you have everlasting life with the Lord Jesus Christ he has prepared a place for a prepared people and if you're saved by, by the blood of Jesus Christ the only way you will go to heaven but this also tells me in this verse that uh, that the sinner will perish in hell forever and ever and ever I don't know about you, but I think about the conclusion of the lost sinner, and it gives me, it it doesn't, listen, it doesn't excite me that they're going there. It excites me to get to do something about it, trying to get the word of God out to everyone that I can. When I think about a soul that will potentially die and go to hell, and and, uh, uh, it sets a flame inside my heart to want to do something. To go out to the highways and the hedges and compel them that the the house of the Lord may be full. We must remember the promise. The Bible says, The Lord is not slack in his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God's desire, God's desire is for all to come to repentance. Revival excites the saints. To evangelize the sinner, but also encourages the saved. It encourages the saved. When I see souls saved, man encourages me. When I see revival happen... It encourages me. When I see people get excited about the things of God, once again, it excites me. There's just something about revival. Although my feet may get walked on and my heart may get weighed down, I believe revival encouraged and enthusiastic about what God has for me. We are reminded that God is in control and and He's coming very soon. He is not going to leave us in this God-forsaken world forever. But then I want you to notice the last thing, the reason of revival. That thou, turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned, renew our days as of old. It says, turn us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned, renew our days as of old. The reason of revival, we've talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to go over it, is to exalt the Savior. Folks, every service needs to exalt the Savior, but revival is a time that we set apart and we, we all focus on just exalting Him. But also, the reason for revival is to excite the saints, to evangelize the sinners, to encourage the saved, but also the final thing is to expose sin. Revival exposes sin. That's why I believe a lot of people don't really care about revival, they don't want to have any part in revival. Why? Because God convicts sin. The Bible says in Numbers thirty-two twenty-three. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sins will find you out. As we repro- uh, approach revival, and as our hearts are being prepared for revival, we must ask the Lord to search us. David said in Psalm 139, 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The reason of revival is to bring back to life, uh, uh, or to once again excite us to the things of God. This should cause every one of us to ask God to search our hearts. God, is there anything... That is not right with you. Is there anything uh, in my heart that I'm not right with man? God, reveal these things to me. Expose these things to me that I may get them right with you. That I may get them right with my coworker, my friend, my family member. Folks, I'm talking about having a revival. And we need to get our hearts prepared for it. And as we get our hearts prepared for it, God's going to expose some sins in our life. Some things that we know that's not right. We must realize that we are broken and undone without Christ. I want to, folks, I want to experience revival. My heart and my motive are pure, I assure you. We need to get right with each other and get right with God. You may think, but it was that person that done me wrong. But I have to say this, it's you that has the wrong attitude that's going to be a hindrance. Next week we're going to talk about uh, some things that are hindering Uh, Revival And a wrong heart Wrong attitude Wrong spirit will cause a hindrance Will cause God not to speak Not to come Not to revive our lives See you are responsible for you And you are not responsible for anyone else when you ask forgiveness, it takes the burden off of you. Now, I have decided a long time ago, I'm not going to let anyone else dictate or allow anyone to dictate my joy anymore for the things of God. John 13, 35 says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Folks, there's nothing in this world, nothing in this world worth being bitter and angry and resentful about. How can, how can we say that we love the Lord when we have hatred for the brethren? And 1 John 4.20 says, If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen. How can he love God whom he hath not seen? Revival will expose that unforgiving spirit that you have, that unforgiving spirit that you have, but it will also expose some unconfessed sin. Folks, there's a lot of people that have some things in their life, there's some things that they're involved in, uh, you can name it, whatever, you're in your car with your mates, with your uh, with your, your family. But listen to me, every one of us know that there's things in our lives that we haven't exposed, that we haven't, uh, hasn't been exposed, that we haven't told our family about. And uh, folks, we need to get our hearts right with the Lord, whether it be a wrong attitude, the wrong thoughts, whatever the case, we need to get right with God. And Revival will expose that. We need to recognize that we will be rejuvenated by revival. And we need to recognize the reason for revival. I'm going to ask Liz to play softly on the piano here in just a moment if she's here. And I'm going to ask you to ask, ask yourself this question. Number one, the first question. No one else is in there except for you and your family. I want you to ask yourself this question, am I saved? Do I know for sure, 100% sure, if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven? Do I know that for sure? Folks, if there's one person here today that doesn't know for sure if you were to die right now. Folks, you're in your cars right now. You say, well, how am I going to die? There could be an accident. There could be a plane crash. I don't know. There could be multiple things that could happen. You could die. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to ask you this simple question. If you were to die at this moment, do you know for sure that you're going to heaven? If you've never had that settled in your heart, folks, today's the day of salvation. And now's the accepted time. I don't want you to leave this place today. If you don't know, I'm going I'm to be around... And if you don't know, just stay in your cars and I'll come and talk to you and I can open up God's Word and show you from God's Word how you can know that salvation can be yours, how heaven can be yours. You can be prepared to meet the Lord. But then I want you to ask yourself this question. Is my heart ready for, for revival? Is my heart ready? Is there any sins in my life? Is there anything that's hindering me or the Lord from working in our services. As Liz plays softly, I'm going to ask her to play. I want you to search your heart and ask yourself, number one, am I saved? And if you're not, I want you to get that settled today before you leave. And number two, if you're saved, I want you to ask yourself this, is my heart... Am I ready for God to work in in the midst? She's going to play through one time as you're having a moment of silence there in your vehicle. If you're not saved, I want to to ask you to just simply pray this prayer. And if you want to be saved, I, I don't usually do this, but this is the easiest way for me to do it, the only way that I know how to do it this time. If you're not saved, I'm going to ask you to you to pray this prayer. And if you mean it in your heart, God will save you. Dear Lord, I realize I'm a sinner. Please forgive me my sins and come in my heart and save me. I realize that it's you that died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm asking you to save me. I trust you to save me. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you meant that in your heart, if you asked the Lord Jesus to save you, and you asked Him to forgive you your sins, and you meant that with all your heart, the Bible says that the saved go to heaven. He's prepared a place for the saved, that if you Uh, 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 but uh, if you ask the Lord to save you he says that he will save you he's not a liar God says that he would never uh, that's one of his immutable truths that he cannot lie and if you prayed that prayer then God saved you this morning if you meant it in your heart and I'm going to ask you if you did pray that I'm going to ask you to come and call me 765-719-3750 765-719-3750 if you prayed that prayer and you meant it in all your, with all your heart. I'm going to ask you to pray, uh, to call me or to text me or to email me, PastorBrown at Frontier.com. And we can share with you, if you have any questions, any doubts, we can share with you for sure, that you know for sure that heaven's your home. Thank you again for being here this morning. We're going to close with a word of prayer. And then I'm going to ask you to, uh, to single-filely leave. Uh, and again, appreciate you being here this morning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for all that you've done. Lord, I pray that as there's no doubt there's folks that are listening on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, on other avenues, Lord, uh, that's here this morning. Lord, I pray that if there's one that uh, comes to a saving knowledge of you this morning, I pray that... Lord, that you will work in their midst. Lord, that you will, uh, will share with them that they need to call us not to put a notch in my belt, but Lord, that we may be able to check on them and, and see how they're doing. And Lord, I pray that you do a work in our midst. Lord, for those that uh, prayed for uh, some things that's not right in their hearts, Lord, I pray that they get those things right this week. Or do a work, I pray. Thank you again for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Do, again, want to say thank you again for being here. Thank you, visitors. There was a few visitors I got to see uh, first time for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Again, come back next week at 1030 for our services, and we'll be also uh, on Facebook and YouTube on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Again, thank you. God bless you. Remember this. We love you, and most importantly, God loves you. God bless you.